Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wannabe Film Buffs. Where we watch all the movies that we somehow managed to miss until now. All right, welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yay. And uh, uh, today we have quite a uh, rare episode. Um... This is one that I think JV and I remember seeing. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. And um <laughs> this is brought on by a another uh rendition of series Binge Hell brought on by number seven, The Return of the King from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And we're starting, of course, with the first Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. But this time, we are not alone, JV. We have our wonderful friend and walking and talking totally encyclopedia <laughs> tolkien encyclopedia sorry tolkien yeah yeah tolkien <laughs> yes rjr tolkien oh my god uh yeah i was on a roll on that intro before then i was just really smooth and everything yeah but you no, were tolkien <laughs> our resident toll queen the fantastic and fabulous christine Hi, y'all. Yeah. Yay. So we have Christine with us today. Christine, um, we, I I have known you for several years at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's been. It's been a time. I don't know. What's it been, like two or three? (laughs) It has been a time. I have no concept of linear time, so it's fine. Yeah, me neither. Um, Christine, uh, so as I've mentioned, Redwig literally wants an episode for the entirety of this um, of this podcast so far. Um, Christine oh was goodness. in Redwing. In fact, all three of us were because that's how that sort of happened. Um, uh, but all yeah, three of us were and... in Redwing, and all three of us are in a D and D group together. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. real. <laughs> And uh, yes. that goes a long way to explaining why we all have seen this movie. <laughs> yes. Yes, Our indeed. collective level of nerd is over 9,000. Anyway. This, um... is going, this is either going to be a very long episode or a very short episode. <laughs> there is no in between. Or <laughs> both because time doesn't exist. I don't oh my that's goodness. a weird sentence. I don't know. I don't like how that sentence worked in my brain and it just fucked with me really hard. Um so right. So yeah, we're we're starting with the fellowship of the ring, y'all. And uh uh-huh. this is a fun one. Oh so, yes. What have we got for uh factoids? All right. sort of opening factoids. So, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, was released in 2001, uh, directed by Peter Jackson, screenplay by Peter Jackson, Philippa Boyens, and Fran Walsh, based on the book, yes, book, singular, The Lord of the Rings, by J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> Correct. And, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, and this, this specific installment is number 10 on uh, IMDb's top 250 list. Um, we were brought into this uh, phase of series bench held by number seven, The Return of the King, the third one. It mm-hmm. won four Oscars. 
uh, best cinematography, best makeup, best music, and best visual effects. And it was nominated for another well fucking deserved. nine. Uh, oh, <laughs> particularly ironic number for a Lord of the Rings movie to be nominated for. Oh yep. my god! <laughs> my god. I'm deceased. <laughs> 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 And uh, ironic enough, it was snubbed by the same like three movies. A, div- <laughs> a number oh. that is divisible by the ninth. I'm dead. Out, wait. Term. All right. So <laughs> what? What? So let, let's, let's, let's get into these disastrous snubs. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I'm ready. So uh, first one, uh, best picture. It was it won was won by a beautiful mind. Now I have not seen oh. a beautiful mind, mm. but I have seen part of it. It's fuck, about schizophrenia. It was fuck gonna, a beautiful it mind. It was gonna win. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it. Oh it god, was the Academy happen. loves their mental illnesses, though. So that's oh un- god, yeah, they, they do. Really do. It's <laughs> like I love the, like the determination for whether or not this movie would win something. It's I don't know. Was the main character like just a little bit? Uh, Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Depressed, gets a freemia, any of those. No one, no one could see what I just did with my hands, but I did the touched in the head motion. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, which is, like, which is a fun way to refer to that, but I don't know. Everybody on this, everybody on this call right now has a mental illness, so. I, yeah. really, we understand yeah, I it's a yeah. it's a thing so second nomination was best supporting actor for ian mckellen it was oh, oh. Uh, it was run, uh, won by jim broadbent for iris uh never heard of that movie. nope <laughs> what the fuck is iris i got I nothing know. on that oh my but God. jim broadbent was in it <laughs> uh let's see best director it was run oh my, a fucking quarantine happens and I lose the ability to speak. Uh, <laughs> one by Ron Howard for A Beautiful Mind. Okay, these next two, these next two pissed me the hell off. Oh god, right. here we go. I'm best ready. set design and best costume design. Both one by Moulin Rouge. Excuse me. <gasps> okay, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, now I have, I have seen, I have seen Moulin Rouge, and let me tell you right now, fuck Moulin Rouge. I, I, I have tried so many times to get through that movie, and I just mm-hmm. can't. Oh no! Fully, the plot of the movie is not why I like that movie. It has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> Fuck the story. I oh, don't know what the story I is don't for like that Mulan movie. Fucking Rouge. <laughs> I I like it for the music, and that's literally it. Which is why that's me with a lot of musicals, honestly. But like specifically this one, I I like it for this for the adaptations of pre-existing songs. Yes. Um, also, also funny thing, uh, Mulan Rouge. Uh, Jim Broadbent was in it. <laughs> oh wait, what? He was the dude in the red hat and everything. Oh my god! Wait, wait. oh my god! That's Jim Broadbent, who is also Horace Slughorn. Who's Horace? It is Ziggler. He was Ziggler. I don't know their fucking name. Yes, it's Ziggler. All right, that's funny to me. Oh my god! I like. I'm already done with this. Let's be real. The only reason any of us remember Moulin Rouge as a movie is literally because. 
<laughs> is because of Lady Marmalade and nothing else. That is the only reason I it, it ever comes um, up. El Tango de Roxanne. Oh, uh, Roxanne too. That too. Yeah. I remember Roxanne it. Slaps. I remember it from the beginning before they went to the Moulin Rouge. Uh, <laughs> and it was just the dumbest goddamn thing I have ever seen in my entire life. I really, I really like, oh, I do like the Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend um, that they do. I like that version better than the original song. Um, not just due to sound quality of the song being like updated, but like, the changes that they made in the one for Moulin Rouge, I like a lot, but that's not the movie we're talking about today. And I'm... <laughs> no, it is not. But I, I can understand. I don't necessarily understand um, it winning set design, or other than there were lots design? of like what? Yeah, what? no, I don't. Other than like it being colorful, oh, like that, you know, that's like that's probably why it won. Yeah, like if I'm th- <laughs> I, if I'm being honest, colorful. But then also, a lot of the things that we really like costume wise from this movie have to do more with the makeups and prosthetic, which they did win an award for. Mm. This is true, but set design. Have you seen? Yeah, no the set design is bullshit. I don't know how that <laughs> the duplicate <laughs> sets for scale for each individual actor, like. Why yeah, did no. Rouge win? <laughs> yeah, they got no, that robbed. part that yeah, that that part was was highway robbery. So I don't <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but like I mean it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So, best editing, uh one by Black Hawk Down. Hmm. I know it's a hmm. war movie, but that's it. Yeah. That's all uh, you need to know about it. I've seen it. Right. So best original song, it was nominated for best original song, and it was it was won by "If I Didn't Have You" by Randy Newman and Monsters Inc. Which what? Which like I I am I I am not I am not. Just to be clear, what song specifically was um, nominated? It was "If I Can't Have You." It was the duet with John Goodman and Billy Crystal at the end for the credits. Oh no, that part I got. I meant what was the song for, oh, for Lord of the Rings? Yeah, and uh, Enya, let it uh, may it be, let it be. That this purely, <laughs> this is purely because I. I I feel very confident in saying that this has something to do with Anya just not showing up to the to the award ceremony. <laughs> I don't I don't even know if she did or didn't, but I could truly see her ignoring the request to appear <laughs> and then passive aggressively being like, you know what? We're gonna give it to that motherfucker over there because this bitch decided to not RSVP. <laughs> Which, again petty but i can a little bit understand that however it that that was that was rude it didn't deserve that that was rude i mean it's a fun song if i if i didn't have you as a fun song it, solely because it's not actually sung by randy newman because I, I hate randy newman's voice 
Fair. Bad friend. <laughs> oh, God. Bad God, <laughs> I cannot believe. <laughs> I think we're turning into your longest episode, and then just where we're at until we hit friggin'. Uh, we just hit the eighteen-minute mark. <laughs> the eighteen-minute mark of recording. It's oh, only been yeah. like, it's only been about ten minutes as <laughs> yeah. far as oh, like no. our actual like episode. So, uh, but hey, and there's I, that. This next one, I have a bone to pick with because it. Best sound, and it was one also by Black Hawk Down. Oh. Okay, here's here's my bone to pick. Mm-hmm. Like any other quote unquote genre movie, they have to create mm-hmm. sounds from things that don't exist. Yep, mm-hmm. and I think that alone, especially for something like the Lord of the Rings, that is such a well known piece of literature. Mm-hmm. It was won by a goddamn war movie? What? Yeah, okay. So here's one of the possible reasons for that. Um, Mm. The second biggest category for, like, errors um, and flubs in Mm. this was audio. Mm. Yeah, there were a lot of, like, audio-visual fuck-ups throughout this whole thing. Like we're talking people's mouths moving moving and nothing coming out at all. Oh um yeah. like in in ways that like if we paid very close attention, we'd probably like see it yeah. a little bit. But like okay. because we're not like staring at every character's mouth every time they say things. Like true. <laughs> we didn't see it, but like I don't know. It like the 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 descriptions of them as like we go through the movie like are pretty like they're pretty stark. So I think yeah. I can a little bit understand it losing this one in so far as like maybe the other one had like very good editing. Okay. Not necessarily sound creation, but definitely good editing. I mean Black Hawk Down did win <laughs> best editing, so uh yeah. Yeah. Like Yeah. I don't know. Oh god. I wonder if they, I just wondered if they had the Wilhelm scream at any point in time during that movie. It would be very funny to me if, like, if that appeared at one. (laughs) Oh, God. I want want a cut of Lord of the Rings where every death is just a Wilhelm scream. Oh, I guarantee you that's on YouTube right now somewhere. Just like, fire, you fools. I love it. I love that. I love that as a concept. And listeners, if you if you feel up to doing something during quarantine, maybe consider that. I don't know. The Wilhelm um, cut. <laughs> Wilhelm Send release it to all of us. Cut. Release the Wilhelm <laughs> cut. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm broken. I've been broken. <laughs> All right. So what are, what are, what should we even bother with our expectations for this one? Like, I, I wish I could tell you what my expectations were from like well over 16 years ago at this point. Like, but I cannot tell you that. Um, I think, okay. Cause 2001, this was also Mm -hmm. when Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone came out, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. I, 
I was I was I was allowed to see Harry Potter. I wasn't actually allowed to see The Lord of the Rings because my family thought it was going to be too scary. Um. Um. So when I when I watched Lord of the Rings, my expectation was that it was going to be fantasy like Harry Potter. Oh, and that was kind of it. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> like I do, I do remember. Well, here's a fun thing we could do: expectations when we went to do that drinking game. Oh God! <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> On the floor, trashed. Yeah. Uh, I have no, I have a picture. I have a selfie of me <laughs> who fully participated in the drinking game, taking a selfie with Christine, who did uh, not. <laughs> I know you do. It is the one oh. with my dragon onesie. <laughs> yes, oh you God. were I, toasted. I okay. So I oh. thought. I thought my, I, I thought I thought my Irish blood was gonna protect me. Uh-uh, no. honey, uh-uh, no, that just makes won't. it worse. But then, but then I stood up and walked to the bathroom, <laughs> and then everything changed. <laughs> then the Fire Nation attacked. I oh my flounced God. my way into the bathroom. Fire Nation attacked. I'm deceased. <laughs> like okay, I. Honestly, the thing on the list that I was like, this is how it's going to kill me. This specifically is the is the thing here that's gonna lead to potential alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Was every longing look between between Frodo and Sam. <laughs> the level. The level of that's my boyfriend energy throughout this entire trilogy. Uh, <laughs> Between Frodo and Sam, between Legolas and Gimli. Uh, <laughs> God, I love that. Uh, we'll get to Legolas and Gimli in a second, because, man, there's a lot of fun facts there about them from uh, the book. God, I love them. Uh, but we should probably oh, get to the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God, your in. listeners are going to hate this. <laughs> They're no, gonna they're going to love They're going to love this so much. Do we even have listeners right now? We have a few. I a few. have no idea who these people are, but we have a few. <laughs> a few. Okay. Well, if they have if they have powered through our 2-hour rant of the Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> they you know can what? the fuck through this. <laughs> They'll be fine. That's so fair. <laughs> because we <laughs> like this me. movie. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> we had opinions about the last one including oh no, we forgot the orphans. <laughs> my orphans my orphans no <laughs> we forgot the orphans god that is such a one percenter nonsense I forgot my orphans <laughs> this, this let's just let's just let's just do the synopsis I can't <laughs> so none of us die alright Jane Kick us off with the synopsis. Okay, I need a minute. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the prologue. <laughs> the prologue, spoken by Galadriel, played by Kate Blanchett, uh, shows Dark Lord Sauron forging the One Ring 
which he can use to conquer the lands of Middle-earth through his enslavement of the bearers of the Rings of Power, powerful magical beings given to individuals from the race of elves, dwarves, and men. A last of alliance of elves and men is formed to counter Sauron and his forces at the foot of Mount Doom. But Sauron himself appears to kill Elendil, the High King of Arnor and Gondor, and Gilgalad, High King of the Noldor. After Elendil falls, his son, Isildur, grabs the hilt of his father's broken sword, Narsil, and slashes at Sauron's hand. The stroke cuts off Sauron's fingers, separating him from the ring and vanquishing his army. However, because Sauron's life is bound in the ring, he is not completely defeated until the ring itself is destroyed. Isildur takes the ring and succumbs to its temptation, refusing to destroy it, but he is later ambushed and killed by orcs, and the ring is lost in the river Anduin, into which Isildur fell. Okay, first off, definitely a Tolkien fan wrote this synopsis. Oh god, yeah, Gilgalad <laughs> was never mentioned. Gilgalad was never mentioned. The river Anduin, nope. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh man. Um, The ring is found 2,500 years later, which is... Honestly, Again. that's the first time I realized Again. it was 2,500 years after that. Oh, yeah. And written, Good lord. And uh, written by a Tolkien fanatic. <laughs> Disclaimer, yeah. I did not write this. Oh, no, I did, it, did, it did mention two and a half thousand years. Oh, It did, it did mention oh. that in the prologue. Kate Blanchett did tell us that. For some reason, I have missed that line. Anyway, and eventually, it comes to the creature Gollum. Who takes it underground for five centuries? <laughs> the amount of time that has passed is insane. Anyway, that's fine. Um, giving Gollum unnaturally long life. I mean, no shit, five centuries. Anyway, the ring leaves him, however, and is found by the hobbit Bilbo Baggins. To much to the grief of Gollum, who calls it his precious. <clears throat> Bilbo returns. <laughs> to his home in the Shire with the ring, and the story jumps forward in time 60 years. At his 111th birthday, Bilbo leaves the ring to his nephew and adopted heir, Frodo Baggins. The wizard Gandalf soon learns it is the one ring and, <laughs> and sends him to Bree with Sam. Um, with plans to meet him there after Gandalf goes to Isengard to meet the head of his order, Saruman. Saruman reveals that the Nazgul, or Ringwraiths, have left Mordor to capture the ring and whoever, and kill whoever carries it. Having already turned into... Oops, sorry. Having already turned to... Sauron's cause, he then imprisons Gandalf atop uh... Orthanc. Orthanc, thank you. Uh, <laughs> dyslexia, it kills me. Um, I got you. <laughs> Gandalf sees Saruman's ultimate plan. He has begun to destroy the forest surrounding Isengard to fuel the for... to... for fuel to forge weapons for an army of large orcs, the Urukai. Frodo and Sam are soon joined by fellow hobbits Merry and Pippin. After encountering and eluding a ringwraith on the road, they manage to reach Bree, and there they meet a man called Strider, 
who needs to lead them to Rivendell and helps them elude the ring raids again. The hobbits agree because Gandalf isn't there to guide them. After some traveling, they spend the night on the hill of Weathertop, where they are attacked by the Nazgul. Strider battles the specters and fights them off, but Frodo is grievously wounded with a Morgul blade, and they must quickly get him to Rivendell for healing. Uh, while chased by the Nazgul, Frodo is taken by the elf Arwen to the elvish haven of Rivendell and healed by her father, Elrond. Oh, fuck, I get the big paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> In Rivendell, oh, oh, should uh, should we be t- um talking about the cast members who play each of these characters? Um, we can. I mean, I, I, I started doing, and no one did. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I my bad. To. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> we can skip it because it's it. Sometimes it's included in these, and this time it isn't. So okay. we'll just skip that for now. Okay. I'll, maybe in the next one, I'll make a document and just add All it right. to the thing. I don't it, know. We'll see. In in Rivendell, uh, Frodo meets Gandalf, who explains why he didn't meet them at Bree as planned. While imprisoned atop Orthanc, he was able to escape with the aid of Gwahir, a giant eagle again. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> a Tolkien nerd wrote this and I love it. Yep. <laughs> in the meantime, there are many meetings. Oh, oh, that's a... That is a hidden reference, motherfuckers. That's the name of the goddamn chapter this takes yes, place Yes, it in. is. <laughs> Between various peoples. And Elrond calls a council to decide what should be done with the ring. The ring can only be destroyed by throwing it into the fires. Oh, that is lava. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot, actually, but that's fine. Anyway. Of Mount Doom, where it was forged. <laughs> Mount Doom is located in Mordor, near Sauron's fortress of Barad-dûr, which... And will be incredibly uh, <laughs> and will be an incredibly dangerous journey. Frodo volunteers to take the ring to Mount Doom, as all the others argue about who should or shouldn't take it. He is accompanied by his hobbit friends and Gandalf, as well as Strider, who is revealed to be Aragorn, the rightful heir to the throne of Gondor. Also traveling with them are the elf Legolas, the dwarf Gimli, and Boromir, the son of, and, of my fucking god, the son of the steward of Gondor. <laughs> Together, they comprise the Fellowship of the Ring. The Fellowship set out and tried to pass the mountain Caradras, but they are stopped by Saruman, who uses his wizardry to create an avalanche. They are forced to travel under the mountain through the mines of Moria. After journeying, oh my god, journeying. After journeying, <laughs> uh, this is what happens when you social distance. You forget how to read. Uh, yep. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> they are forced to travel under the mountain through the mines of Moria. After journeying part way through the mines, Pippin accidentally gives away their presence to a band of orcs. The Fellowship encounter a Balrog, an ancient demon of fire and shadow, at the bridge of Kazadum. Gandalf confronts the Balrog on the bridge, allowing the others to escape the mines. While he falls with the creature into the abyss below. The group flees to the elvish realm of Lothlorien, where they are sheltered by its rulers, Galadriel, and her husband, Celeborn. Galadriel is tested when she tries to convince Frodo to give her the ring, or sorry, to give the ring to her, but she regains her senses and bids him to protect the ring until it can be destroyed. 
after resting, the band decide to travel on the River Anduin um, towards Parthgallon. Well, I pronounced that wrong, but whatever, that's fine. Um, before they leave, Galadriel gives Frodo uh, the file of Galadriel, a light source. <clears throat> after landing at Parth. Parth- whatever parth gallon because i'm a I... <laughs> thank you parth galeen um boromir affected by the ring's power tries to take the ring from frodo who manages to escape by putting the ring on his finger and vanishing knowing that the ring's temptation will be too strong for the fellowship frodo decides to leave them and go to mordor alone meanwhile the rest of the fellowship are attacked by Urukai. Larger and stronger orcs bred by Saruman. They literally already described what the Urukai was, so we're going to skip that. Anyway, <clears throat> Merry and Pippin, realizing that Frodo is leaving, distract the orcs, allowing Frodo to escape. Boromir rushes to the aid of the two hobbits, but is mortally wounded by the orc commander Lurks. <clears throat> and... Merry and Pippin are captured. Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli find Boromir, who regrets attempting to steal the ring, and dies. They decide to pursue the orcs and rescue the hobbits, leaving Frodo to his fate. Sam joins Frodo before he leaves, and together, the two head to Mordor. Or as pronounced in this movie, Mordor. Goddamn tongue rolling in this movie. It's beautiful. For some reason, I can't. I can't can't roll my arms when it comes to when it comes to saying things in an accent. I just can't do it. And roll them unnecessarily other times, but not in not in that particular accent for some reason. Anyway, um. So yeah, that's the synopsis. Um, yeah, and into uh, into like fun facts and flubs. The as far as flubs go, there were a lot of audio ones that I didn't notice until reading about them, mm-hmm. and a lot of um, a lot of like continuity ones that again I didn't notice because continuity errors tend to be very easy to ignore. Um, like when it's like oh yeah someone's hand was already touching their forehead and then in the next shot they touch their forehead they bring their hand up and touch their forehead anyway like just things like that of which people noticed like over a hundred of them which fine um there were tire tracks and things and that feels a little bit like but that's also just how that's going to be and apparently in theaters, there was a car in the background of one scene, but they digitally altered that. So in the um, like in the DVD, it is not there anymore. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is very funny to me, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I had for that. Um, as far as fun facts are concerned, I suppose we'll, uh, now is the is the time where we get to go into opinions and fun facts and things. Okay. And uh... so you know how I said I was going to get to something later. Yes. Well, later now. Is now. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I have read both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. A uh, mm-hmm. long time ago, I am probably due to reread them because I actually don't remember anything about them. But <laughs> I will go on record to say, <laughs> oh boy, uh, the movies are better. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, you know shit. what? Honestly, honestly, partially fair, including like, the Hobbit movies. I... <sighs> we we gonna have a discussion later. <laughs> like, that's a separate issue. I know we are talking about the Lord of the Rings, so we will not talk about Hobbit. But I will say, uh, Peter Jackson's filmmaking is far more interesting than Tolkien's prose. Anyway. <laughs> You know what? Hmm. Honestly, fair. I have read Tolkien oh. often enough where I'm just like, my it's dude, so I get it. It's dry. pretty true. It's like, so my... dry. <laughs> like, I get it. It's a tree. It pretty. Mm. I get yeah. it. The walking. <laughs> 40 pages of walking. 30 pages of Merry and Pippin just hanging out in Minas Tirith in the beginning of Return of the King. <laughs> Listen, oh I love them, okay? I, they I get a pass. Them. I love them. I don't love that section. <laughs> that Fine. feels fair to me. I think this, this, yeah, I think, I, I will say I have never tried to read the books, partially because, again, dyslexia, but also um, the audiobooks of them have felt like, kind of like they might be daunting to like actually dive into. So I haven't done that, but... I've listened to I've listened to audio adaptations of the story as well as also um, watching the movies and the extended cuts of them, and I think it it just lends itself. This is one of those rare things that just lends itself better to um, a film medium or yes. potentially even an ongoing series. But well, whatever. Um, maybe not that one. That I wouldn't say I, a series. I think like I think this was done correctly. I, think, I would like, say these are done correctly. Yeah, I think like Fellowship, Two Towers, and Return of the King, like they had to be movies. If you try to adapt the uh, the Silmarillion, that would have to be episodic because those are like actual mm. short stories, and mm, also that... the unfinished tales or the Children of Hurin. But whatever. Uh, I would love to see a Silmarillion TV show. Holy shit. We only I'd need like three it. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a it. lot. That be great. There's uh, a lot to the Silmarillion. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I still have to read the Silmarillion. Exactly. I still got to read that. Oh man, and like, I, I really like this one. I like this movie since oh, two thousand. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Honestly, Fellowship. Is the most accurate, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think so. But thank God. Thank God they cut Tom Bombadil because I can't. Ooh. Reason oh, why man. the movies are better than the books. You know? <laughs> because fuck Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Mm-hmm. JB, I told you I was gonna go on this rant, and you know what? I'm, I'm so done with Tom Bombadil. You know why? Because he is some godlike self insert or whatever who just <laughs> apparently can pick up the ring, no big deal. Well, huh, that sure is evil. Hand it back to Frodo, right? And then be like, okay, cool, go on your way. I already saved you from a tree, but whatever. So then when they go off, the only thing that the movie missed about the whole Tom Bombadil chapters. 
was when they go to the barrel down to get the barrel blades because the barrel blades actually come into play later. That's what um, Mary used to kill the witch king in Return of the King to like stab him. But All right. yes. yeah, but anyway, then the hobbits go to the barrow down. So like, huh, we're in a tomb. Oops. And then here comes Tom Bombadil again. God like tearing the tomb open going, y'all got stuck in a tomb, didn't you? Get out the tomb. And that's it. <laughs> that's literally it. And I okay. hate it. But that that chapter is a lot more though, because they didn't they stay with him for a little while. <laughs> yeah, they stayed with him for a little while, and like I can't, oh I can't with Tom Bombadil. You know what? His wife Goldberry, cool, whatever. River Spirit, whatever. Tom Bombadil, <laughs> no, I'm done. Fair. I'm Fair. so happy he's not in the movie. Yeah. yeah, certain things just, like, don't age well, like, as far as, like, um, like things that people do in writing that just absolutely did not age well. Like, this. like that's one of those things. Like, this particular kind of self-insert did not age well. No. Yeah. Neither did yeah. all the damn singing in the books. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the singing. I get it. Because... Historically speaking, like, that's what you had when you were traveling or working or doing literally whatever. People filled their lives with song. But, like, thank you for not putting it in the movie because that would have gotten real tedious real fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Especially if they added Tom Bombadil because he had his own damn song. I would have cried. I would have (laughs) cried. Because, like, I hate it. They left in, like, three important songs and like we're good yeah (laughs) yeah like i mean i don't know like there whatever that thing was that like actually had a plot point in it i guess um not even a plot point it was a it like was directly responsible for i don't know it was directly responsible for something it was in it was early on during the movie i don't remember what it was though um (laughs) I don't remember what what that scene was particularly, but that doesn't help. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Honestly, it's because I shut my tablet off, um, so that I would focus before <laughs> weather top. Of last time. Um, yeah, it was right before there. Um, they were in. Um, where the fuck were they? They were. Were in they Brie. in the? S- oh, they were in Bree. Yeah, and I, I maybe that wasn't even a song. Was that a song? That was. I, like, I don't know why I'm, like, trying to remember this thing, and, like, it's just for some reason just out of my head. It's fine. But whatever. Like, I I like that scene. Honestly, there's not really a scene in this that I don't like. Like, there's not a scene in this movie that I don't like. There are some shot ideas, um, some general, like film things that sort of a little bit bug me damn close-ups <laughs> every ring close-up that was actually the thing that i thought was gonna fucking kill me when we were watching that movie but the the annoying thing with that was that it was the same close-up yeah it was yeah. the same shot and the same animation every single time <laughs> which yeah, glad, like glad the other movies uh improve on that <laughs> yes what really bothers me is the stupid overlay when 
<laughs> when Frodo's brought to Rivendell and we just have Elrond's face. Uh, it's the worst. <laughs> oh. That whole sequence is the most early 2000 sequence. It so is. It was so bad. They tried, but it was that was that was a bad choice. That yes. Was... I honestly think that was like some post production, like, oh no, we forgot to fill this. Oh uh, no. <laughs> like, oh no, we must make this make sense. Isn't Fuck. The, isn't there, isn't there yeah. one of where like Frodo's asleep and then like his hair is like blowing in the wind or something? I swear that's a thing. <laughs> in like one shot, his hair and his cape. No, he didn't have a cape yet because that was Lothorian. But there was, so- oh god, I swear there was wind blowing in that fucking shot. Well, that- here's the thing oh. about Rivendell, like it's very open structured. But still, it adds and to right the cheese so, of this it- situation. <laughs> it does. You already have Truth. a choir, like a freaking like dissolvey fade in, fade <laughs> out. You have Hugo oh. Weaving talking directly to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That I can't believe they asked that man to do that. You know what? <laughs> he got paid. <laughs> he did. He very much did. But also, like that, just feels. Oh shit! Oh, Th- see. Okay, I'm gonna be real. This is exactly why. Exactly why I shut this device off <laughs> because. <laughs> I just got mildly distracted looking at who was, um, like, at who, well, basically who was billed as playing Sauron. Christopher Lee. Hmm? Christopher no, Lee, that's yeah. Saruman. Oh, it's that's Saruman. Saruman. Oh, I yeah. thought you said Saruman. <laughs> nope. At Sauron. Um, Sala Baker, who is a New Zealand human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how one refers to people from New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand human is what I've got for you. <laughs> New Zealander? <laughs> Thank you. That would that does make sense. That makes more sense. A New Zealander. A Kiwi, if you will. Yes. Now, um I I I don't know. Find it interesting. It's got a hmm. It might be one of the only brown people hired to be in this movie. <laughs> oh, oh boy. It's real. Yeah, I mean, that just is that. I would say that is the only other, like, just sort of general gripe that I have with the movie is like a is a staggering lack of diversity. Um, (laughs) Staggering lack of diversity for people who you see and for people who aren't like in makeup. Oh yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That post World War One shit. Mm-hmm. And like ooh. Lord of the Rings was written after World War Two. I thought it was World oh, War One. No. World I War thought, Two. I thought Tolkien was in World War One. Yeah. Tolkien was in the <laughs> army. Yeah. Did some stuff. Okay. Lord of the Rings did not come until way after. The Hobbit came. Uh, oh, what year that's the right. It was in the forties, right? Um, 
Give me a second. Because oh, The that? Hobbit was published in 1937, and The Lord of the Rings was first published in... The... When were you first published? I gotta look it up. God, there are so many, like... In the 50s. It was 54. Credited... Oh. There are so many not credited people in this oh, <laughs> in this cast. Like, holy shit. Like, the uncredited people... It's the list is very fucking long, and like I think that I mean most of them were because they were random hobbits or urukai or a refugee or like one of the random elves that happened to be with Galadriel. Like, which I mean, okay, I understand why you don't necessarily give everybody a thing, but then there's like a named character, Figwit. I don't remember who that was. I just know that Figwit is a character who had a name. Yes. And also had an actor, but they were uncredited. It was Brent Brett McKenzie. Yes, anyway. Figwit. Okay, this is from Return of the King, but you know that elf? Is mm-hmm. it Return of the King? Or Two Towers? Um, I, I'm getting my timeline mixed up here. Okay. Oh, shit. But, okay. <laughs> No, I got it. So, you know when Arwen's going, like, she has that vision of, like, her future son, and then she decides, I ain't going across the sea, bye. Figwit's that one elf that's like, but Lady Arwen. Oh, (laughs) yes. And he's gonna get in so much trouble. Mm -hmm. Ooh, shit. (laughs) Ah, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, Another person of color Mm -hmm. in the cast who's actually in more than one of the Lord of the Rings. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. Where'd he go? Uh, Lawrence McCorey. Uh, he was Lurtz, and he is also the Witch King in Return of the King. Yes. Oh, well, that's fun. That's fun. Exactly. So, so we got, we got two. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we got two. <laughs> One of them had exactly no skin showing, and the other was covered in makeup the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's a it's a thing. It just it it happens. Um it happens. And like I don't know. I I it's it's just it it is what it is, you know? It is what it is. Yeah. Um I think that it's uh good to just sort of generally look at those things and sort of um i don't know what the word is that i'm looking for not like change them outright but like to just sort of make a general note of that and then also ask ourselves why we don't include a particular group of people i mean granted the answer is racism but like whatever we'll leave that part alone um like just like and just when we're like I guess that's more of a like for all of the future filmmakers potentially listening to this podcast right now. Um, Include like, people just, of color. Just do it. Exactly. We we will gladly go see it. Like we will all turn up and go see it. We will all be very intoxicated in that theater watching as that <laughs> happens. Um, and like it just it it'll be a good thing to do for them. Oh, and also, oh yeah, no, when he was the witch king as well, he was also covered in makeup too. Um, mm-hmm. 
and and very gross makeup that looks very white actually fun fact but anyway there it is it is what it is it's fine i do very much like this movie though and it did make me well okay you know what actually back to that diversity point briefly um if the argument that someone has against doing that is one well, they tried that, and then they point at something like Aragon. <laughs> um, like, well, we tried it, and look, it didn't work. And well, like, that's because well, the that adaptation be- itself was awful, not because there were black people. The there. adaptation Precisely. was so bad. <laughs> oh. It was yeah. so point. That was That was an embarrassing adaptation, and it was... Like, when did that? Fuck. When was that? What I don't even remember the, when that was. But two thousand six. Oh wow! All right. So like that two thousand six. All right. So that was um three years after the return of the king. Mm-hmm. So attempting to just generally speaking capitalize on the success of the success of the tr- of this trilogy by someone else entirely who clearly was not capable of doing that. Um, and like, uh, yeah, that one was, that one was bad. That, that yeah. was a bad one, but I will say it still has like a weird fond place in my heart because I did like, I, because there were people of color in it and I was so excited and that felt, felt new and and interesting and fun. And um, you know, just a general good point to consider uh for mm-hmm. for the folks. Uh I don't know. Maybe, maybe that'll just be a thing that changes. Because uh, we were supposed to get that one from earlier this year. Weren't we like it was um hmm? I don't remember like when well, when we went to <laughs> Before the plague. <laughs> when we yes, when we when we the three of us however separately went to see birds of prey it was in the it was one of the trailers before that the thing notable about it to me was that it appeared to be a period piece that had people of color in it that was the noticeable thing about that movie and both of you can attest when i saw that trailer i immediately was like fuck yes i'll absolutely go see that and then the plague hit and then um, the plague happened so like I can't, but like it it's I don't know. It speaks to generally it being a profitable decision to consider. I don't know. Different people bring in different groups. So if you're casting a thing, it may be a point to consider. Hmm. For Fair. the success of a film. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um Going back to yeah. that like capitalization thing for a second because mm-hmm. that's so real. <sighs> the Lord of the Rings trilogy was so much like lightning in a bottle. We're never going to see it again. Mm-hmm. At least in like our lifetimes. I'm like dead positive we're never gonna see anything like a high fantasy movie series again that is so Good. I mean, yeah. in the the era, Hobbit does not. <laughs> I'm not even talking about that. In the mm. era of Marvel 
with this grandiose fantasy sci-fi cinematic universe, I would not be surprised if they pull the same thing with Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I can. <laughs> I Here's the thing about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons in itself is an evolving story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that there's like problem one there because yeah. at least with Lord of the Rings, it is a set story that you know what's happening with these characters whereas anything D&D related is an ever evolving thing and here's my counter argument to that why do most adaptations fail I would say mostly a mix of the screenwriting and Mm -hmm. the direction cool Guess what you don't have to worry about in a constantly evolving medium that has everything to do with your imagination. It holding oh, up I... to a set thing, which yeah. makes right. sense. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. And we also have right, like I set, we have set pre-written modules that anyone mm-hmm. could like take off of. I'm saying I'm not saying it'll it'll maybe be good, but I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if they try and do a similar thing with Dungeons and Dragons that they're doing with uh Marvel. Didn't oh, they probably they, like, will. Didn't they try that recently? No, that was a while I, ago. Like, there was oh, a very, uh, there was a very old movie, old movie yeah. and it was bad. bad. It was bad, and <laughs> we don't talk yeah. about it. Jesus, um, yeah. But like now, I'm thinking about that though. Adaptations and whatnot. Literally, I think everything on our list so far has been an adaptation. Of a book or story. Like, with the exception, I would say, of 12 Angry Men, because that was a play. It's still an adaptation. Mm. Yeah, it's still an adaptation. Yeah, like, it it absolutely was. That one, I feel like, at at the very least, wasn't like a necessarily a a thing that came direct from literature. Yeah, a lot of these were actually. Insofar as, like, yeah. A lot of these Mm -hmm. are are literary adaptations, too, going forward. Uh, Fight Club, Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Goodfellas, One Fear with the Cuckoo's Nest, Silence of the Lambs, uh, Green shit. Mile. Hmm. Huh. You can argue that Lion King was based off of Hamlet. It is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that is fully just how that works. I also fully forgot that the Lion King is on this list. Uh, Psycho. I, I just keep forgetting what's on this list. I think that's just a thing that we understand at this point. Yeah. That I'm going to forget what what's on this list of movies. <laughs> I feel that, but... <laughs> because memory is bullshit. Woo. That's real. Uh, yeah. Lord of the oh. Rings. <laughs> I think... Yeah, where were we? (laughs) I don't remember. But just generally speaking, I think that this... um, One thing I I feel very positive in, like, determining is that they're never going to attempt to remake this one. Probably not. Yeah, at least not for, like, I don't know, 100 years or something, but... Yeah, like we'll be dead by then. So hey, <laughs> precisely. And like, I, like, but they're also they wouldn't need to. I think that's part of the part of the sort of benefit of doing something that is very much outside of like of whatever time we are currently in. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I don't know. I think that that's the benefit of a period piece is that you go you can go back to it, sure, but like 
if it's something this this epic, you probably won't because like <laughs> there's too right. much to cover and why. Um, like, yes. like, and it, yeah. And when it was done so well that it won all of these awards, I'm pretty sure at that point they'll be like, you know what? We're just going to leave that where it is. Um, maybe right. find something else within the canon of like within the canon of uh, Tolkien. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what Amazon's doing, right? They're doing... Uh, yes, it's original. based in the Second Age, I believe. The last Ooh. I read about it. Yeah. So that's going to be before the fall of Sauron, because the fall of Sauron the first time um, starts the Third Age. So, uh, and I'm not getting into that whole timeline. You don't want me talking for three hours. <laughs> this is after all about the movie and not the books. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, that that's a thing to look for. Timeline, I guess. Maybe Speaking of fun. timeline, Ooh, the yeah. one thing they don't have in this movie is the 17 year gap from when Frodo gets the ring from Bilbo and this journey begins. There is a 17 year gap. I mean, I I forgot that I there was think, 17 years. I think that's an improvement because what yes. did that do? <laughs> Literally well, nothing. <laughs> that was listed in the in this general thing as a plot hole. Yes and um, no. <laughs> like insofar as like it could be, but also it's not. Like I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't really need to be. Right. <laughs> it we doesn't don't... need to be considered a plot hole, but like. I know that people have mentioned it as like a thing that was missing. Um, the only big thing that I can think of of that 17 year time span is A, everyone's a little older, except for like Pippin. Pippin's still a wee bab, and I love him. He's the youngest of the hobbits, so he's li technically speaking, he's not even like an adult by hobbit standards oh during God. this time. So. <laughs> Because when they go on the journey, I think he's still in, like, his 20s, and Hobbits become adult at age 33, so. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, and he's they a... all look like children until that point. <laughs> well, they're called because... tweens. <laughs> they're called... <laughs> That's very adorable. Um, right. <laughs> it is just highly adorable. I just, I, I more or less meant that every single person that they chose to play a Hobbit has, like, a very baby like face um, oh super and, baby and, face yeah and like yeah. it's it's precious and, and it was a good choice and elijah um, wood still has a baby face <laughs> oh yeah oh he does he definitely like they forged a one ring by accident and i think he just kept it like we're good yeah. that man just fully doesn't age that is a oh, but God. yeah the aging thing is like kind of one of the plot points because when gandalf comes back he's just like hey frodo ain't aged Huh. It's like, you look the exact same <laughs> as 17 years ago, and guess what's not supposed to fucking happen? <laughs> yeah, because Frodo would be uh, 50 by that time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's yep. when Gandalf's like, it's probably the evil ring. Should probably get oh, rid of it. I shouldn't have given that to him. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I will say Sean Astin is aged nicely. He does just sort of look like a dad now. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's like the same age as my mom. That's weird. Anyway, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> that feels strange. Um, like the casting in this movie is... Oh, it's 
Ah, it's so good. good. It is so good. Like, freaking John Reese Davis is Gimli. Top tier. Top tier. The Hobbit. Quite the fine. Quite the fine just picking Orlando Bloom straight out of drama school as Legolas. Right. Well, uh, he's got that bone structure in that face, like. Uh, <laughs> but still, this was just one of. I'm pretty sure this is, if not like one of his first movies. Yeah. Yeah, and then he went from this uh, after, like, there was a there was a, a span, a little span of time between this and pirates this and and pirates. Yeah. But yeah. the first pirates movie came out in 2003, which is when, um, Return of the King came out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also wild that that was the same fucking year. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like that, Orlando isn't that weird? Bloom, what the fuck up? <laughs> like, whoa. He. Yeah. He really did seem very remarkably different between. Yes. <laughs> between these, like, just spans of time. Just a completely different human. Which, I mean, hey, that just. I guess that's. Maybe that's how time works. I don't fucking know. But uh I I like him in this one a little bit more than I like him in Pirates of the Caribbean. I love I love him staring into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one scene in particular in Lost Lorian where Legolas is just in the back and he's just staring, <laughs> he's just staring and it's oh my god. I love him. He's a keeper. Just, uh, he's a keeper. And like, honestly, if the Pirates of the Caribbean movies actually centered on him, I probably would have enjoyed them more. I mean, I love them, but like, I would have enjoyed them considerably more. Yeah, I like, I like the first, I I like the first two, because it is very, uh, Will Jack Elizabeth centric. And then the mm-hmm. third one, just everyone became pirates, and it got real weird. Yeah, I watched like half of the third one. I was like, I'm done with this. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um. But anyway, Lord oh of the my... Rings. Uh, Sean Bean. <laughs> Sean oh, Bean is Boromir. Oh my god! I will never not get teary eyed during Boromir. I cry. Oh my god! I would that... have followed you, my <laughs> brother. My captain, uh, my king. Every time I'm like on the floor, dead. Oh that and I'm the uh, Frodo and Sam in the boat. Oh, you can't uh, swim. It's so feelsy. And, and then it's I made a promise. Don't you leave him, Sam? Like oh, I don't mean to. Note to uh, listeners, yeah, okay. I can quote this movie from memory. No, I'm not sorry. Uh, Against strong boyfriend energy. But oh, God, right. yeah. This entire movie is just like strong boyfriend energy. It's a, it's, just, it's a bunch of dudes in the woods. Of course it's boyfriend energy. Yes. <laughs> the whole bunch of like forehead kissing and like, it's uh, great. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I just realized something. Yeah. I, I just realized that that in and admittedly yes we didn't like necessarily get to it yet but whatever that's not really a problem um but in in the third in in return of the king the mm-hmm. the, the one who plays who who plays Sam's eventual uh daughter 
it is his actual daughter. And it's I his actual daughter. That. Yeah. That's so precious. That's so oh. Cute. Oh. And also, Jesus Christ, she's a full-grown woman. <laughs> it's Let's really not. wild. Like, it's just wild to look at, like, to look at her, the fact that, well, first of all, the fact that she has an IMDb profile, but, like, her <laughs> photo there versus, like, how she was in this movie is, mm-hmm. that's insane. She's also very close in age to me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. That's also in close in age to all of us, technically. Wait. 96. Three years year younger than I am. Hmm? Yeah, she's a year younger than I am. Yeah. So, like, wow. Wow. That's wild. Holy shit. <laughs> Must be nice to just be, be, to just have famous parents. But anyway, um, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and grandparents, of course, because, mm-hmm. woof. Yeah. But yeah, I, Fucking love this movie. It's worth rewatching. Oh my god. And worth rewatching often. Um and just like during this quarantine era, I highly recommend that people rewatch it. Just watch the whole trilogy. Just again, do that. Because girl, what again, the fuck else are you doing again. with your time? <laughs> <laughs> so uh should we get to pros and cons and ratings? Sure. Oh, oh boy. Uh, anyone want to go first? I don't. I mean, I think I, I pros and pros. Beautiful. Um, great story that actually like, I don't just a great story in general. Yeah. With very few like holes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what else? There's another one. I have another one. I'm trying to think of what the third one is. Whatever. We'll come back to it. Um, I will say my only uh con is uh all of two people of color, and <laughs> you don't know that they are people of color, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that is, I don't know, it just is weird, but that, yeah, that that's it. That's my only thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great um, soundtrack. That was my other oh, one. Sorry, oh, Howard Shore. Soundtrack. Howard Shore. I cry every time I hear um, the Shire theme start up. Um, or me, it's uh, Breaking Up Fellowship. Breaking Up Fellowship, I'm done by that point. Like, oh. I start crying and then I'm on the floor by that point. And then um, when the Grey Havens song starts up in the third movie, that's oh. when that's when my heart hurts. <laughs> Um, for me, not necessarily emotions, but literally everything to do with the Ringwraith soundtrack wise. Oh my god. Because that, that is a poem, right? The Revelation of the Ringwraiths? Yes. Okay. Hmm. And like, they are singing in the Black Speech of Mordor. So. Oh, yes. Okay, hmm. so um, pros and cons for me. Um, so, it really shows that the director and um i'm guessing head screenwriter uh really knew their goddamn stuff (laughs) when making this movie and this should really be the standard that all adaptations and all fantasy movies should be held to Mm. um like i am so appalled that aragon and warcraft came out after lord of the rings and just were so abysmal (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god um 
I don't remember who wrote the Aragon script, and I'm literally going to look it up right now because I've... Um, I I'm... watched the making of Aragon, and the screenwriter did not read the books. He had Christopher Paulini just tell him the plot. Well, I there the fuck that. goes with the prop. Like, there, therein lies where the first problem was. Uh, Peter Buckman. That's it. I hope he doesn't have a career after that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm almost certain he does. He kind of hasn't. Probably. Because uh, he did Jurassic Park 3 in 2001, then um, Aragon, and then like some movies that I've never heard of. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, oh, no. let's see. Yeah, he didn't. Oh, boy. Mm. Um, so, uh, my other pros, um, I, this is more of a personal opinion thing that the movies I think are better than the books. They give you all the things that you friggin' love about Lord of the Rings and then um, just getting rid of all of the goddamn fluff, such as Tom Bombadale, the singing, and all of the essays about walking trees and all of that. Uh, the mm-hmm. one con I have, um, it's a problem that a lot of adaptations uh, have, is that people who are who know nothing about Tolkien will probably be at least a little confused, even mm-hmm. if they like have subtitles on and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Like there are, there's like this one reference to the riddles in the dark chapter of the Hobbit. And it just kind of said out of nowhere. And in the context of a movie stand alone, um, anyone who hasn't read the Hobbit would just like, what the fuck is that? Um, and several small things like that, like the Eagles and let's see, literally everything to do with Sauron. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of those things. So and like, they, they can't really help that in a movie adaptation. Cause you have a set amount of time. If this was a TV show, they probably would have just done that in a little flashback. Like Sauron, this is what happened. This is why cutting his finger off caused him to explode in confetti. Uh, who is more goth? What are the Balrogs? Um, and <laughs> yes, all of that. That is really my own, my one only um, con. And it's not really enough to change my opinion about the movie or really anyone's opinion about the movie. Cause I have never really heard someone who hasn't read Lord of the Rings say that they like have seen Lord of the Rings and did not love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Right, so that yeah. is just a minor thing that I personally have a problem with. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. Uh, Christine. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. My prose list is very long because between the casting, the screenwriting, what they mm-hmm. cut out, like Tom Bombadil. Oh, big pro there. Like Damn. 10 out of 10 pro right there. Um <laughs> There are so many elements that went into this that made it work in such a way that my expectations for any fantasy movie has to meet it. Because mm-hmm. Fellowship is the most accurate to the books besides, you know, Arwen not being my boy Glorfindel, oh my but goodness. whatever. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh boy we're gonna get picky next movie don't worry (laughs) yeah oh i love uh i still love her she's one of my favorites oh i absolutely adore her she's my favorite 
yes in I, this movie she's my favorite i don't know about the other two in so far as i've watched the, i i haven't watched those as recently yeah mm-hmm. so i don't remember i absolutely adore arwen don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but and i understand the character changes to her from the book to the movie because you know it is a bit of a sausage fest without her so honestly until we get to aon queen of my heart i love her yes i love her so much yes honey (laughs) but oh oh my god but my boy glorfinell though (laughs) Mm. because he's like this real ancient elf and i was like He's kind of godlike, so he's also the one who made the prophecy about the the witch king being unkillable by man. So, yeah, so that's a plot point they kind of tack in there, and like I get it. Yeah, but like the actual prophecy dude is just like not there, (laughs) which is fine. I get it. I get it. There's certainly um, not enough room in these movies for everything in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh god, no. Oh god, no. I'm surprised they packed as much as they did in. Yeah. Um cons list. With the whole diversity thing. Yeah. And Oh, and um, with diversity, I wanted to include gender diversity in that too. Just yeah. mainly because uh, uh, this one does not pass the Bechdel test, y'all. It absolutely the fuck doesn't. Oh, none of them do. Mm-hmm. So it it so fails to pass it that it didn't even actually try to pass it. Yeah, no, it, they all fail the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Hmm. I've read the books yeah. enough to where I get that. Yeah, so it's not really their fault. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like the diversity thing I get. I wish again it's Arwen. I love her. I'm like and this is from me being me and having a problem. I'm like but you ain't here. <laughs> and that yeah. st- and that stupid overlay. yeah one feel of that overlay i cannot get past anymore i really can't that's Uh, the point where i get up and go make popcorn more popcorn excuse me (laughs) yeah 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 honestly yeah that that checks out yeah that checks out Yes, indeedy. you know we we weird 2001 graphics things we'll put that as a con (laughs) <laughs> okay like the one moment that does not hold the fuck up <laughs> yes it tried but girl <laughs> it's so bad I, god the music I, the echoey voices god the trees, <laughs> tree. just swaying in the background. Uh, I can't. The image of Frodo just drifting you know, across the screen. You <laughs> know, weaving his wide-eyed stare. When when we play the drinking game again, I'm going to amend the rules, and at that scene, you finish whatever drink you have in your hand. Uh, it should yep. be. It should be. Um, dated cgi because there's a lot of that in, <laughs> in lord of the rings there was a lot um, of these cgi 
We forgot to hit one of the cool points. Oh. Oh, yes. So, um, you know that whole fight at the end? Oh, uh, yeah. And the knife. Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen. the knife out of the way with his sword because. Oh. Lurtz's actor could not move in the correct motion because his armor restrained him because he was going to throw it into a tree, but instead he threw it straight at Viggo Mortensen and then deflected it with his goddamn sword. And I love him. <laughs> and he was the perfect choice to play oh. top tier husband Aragorn, okay? He's so good in this movie. Oh my god. I, I just, remember I, love... oh god, I remember in the they're in the making of uh, section of the extended versions, um, he got in trouble because he would bring his sword everywhere for to like remain in character. But he yes. would also like go to restaurants. <laughs> Yes. Dressed as Aragorn. <laughs> I mean, okay, firstly, he's living his best life. He I is. would do the same. <laughs> I would do the same. We would all do the same, okay? Correct. Uh, God, I love this movie. I'm gonna give it, like, a solid nine, though, because that CGI kills me every time. Yeah. Every time. I will follow you with that nine. I will. I will so, follow you with that nine. Same reason. I, I feel like I need to give this two ratings. Okay. One, oh. uh, one my personal rating as someone who is familiar enough with Tolkien not to ask questions. Ah, uh, fair. And for that, it gets a ten for me. Because enough, yeah. while that Rivendell CGI... <laughs> It's so bad. It's terrible. <laughs> it doesn't like like who who first says, "Oh, Fellowship of the Ring." Nah, that CG for thirty seconds ruins the entire movie. I do for me. shit. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, but you know what? We're fair. fucking weird. We're fucking weird. <laughs> and I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. however, hearkening back to the last point I made about my one con about how, okay, people who don't know Tolkien would have to ask questions. Like, you kind of have to watch this with someone who knows Tolkien. Yes, definitely. Yeah. That is not the purpose of a film adaptation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. for that, yeah, no. for that, I give it a nine because the okay. overall quality of the movie is amazing. And so um, for my little rating system I have for immersion, did you stay engaged? I think someone would have trouble remaining engaged. I could see somebody have an issue with it. Yeah. I know that I didn't. I mean, people would still enjoy I... the living hell out of it. Oh, yeah. Which is why it still gets a nine for me, <laughs> for that yeah. one respect. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know what you mean, though. Like, I have shown these movies to a couple of my friends who had never seen them recently. Yeah. And very, very often did I have to like pause and explain things because they had questions. And for me, yeah. uh, a, a movie shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> right. Like, God forbid you saw it in theaters. <laughs> oh, Lord. God forbid you were one of the people who had no idea what Lord of the Rings was and saw it in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you could, you could tell like this movie was definitely made for people who read the books and yes. loved it yeah mm-hmm. do you 
Do y'all remember this as a video game? Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Return of, <laughs> specifically, the Return of the King. Return of the King slaps. It slaps, all right? You know what Lord of the Rings video game was better than all of those, though? Which Lord one, Dan? Lord of the Rings Conquest. Do any you, of you remember that game? You know I what? You write. It to see Star Wars Battlefront, but Lord of the Rings. <laughs> You are oh, correct. Same, you are correct. I am so upset they shut down the multiplayer servers for that. I know. Because my friends and I would play that for hours. <laughs> like, I kind of oh want to rebuy it just so I can relive. <laughs> relive all that and play the good and evil campaign specifically the Um, evil campaign where i can throw an axe at frodo baggins head and (laughs) hunt him into the fires of mount doom (laughs) because that is the first mission of the bad campaign because in the hypothetical bad campaign frodo succumbs to the power of the ring kills Gollum and sam and then you are a ring wraith trying to yep. get it back, and you have to kill Frodo. <laughs> it wicked dark. It wicked dark, and it great. Wow. And one of the final levels of that game, re- where it's the scouring of the Shire, <gasps> and the animation for the archer's melee attack is a one-hit KO for hobbits. Oh my god. And is aimed directly at their head. So you can just kick hobbits to death as an orc. It's very dark. Oh, it's dark and it's magnificent. I love it. Oh god, I wonder if that's on like the Xbox Marketplace. It might be. It might be, or just like you can download it. It's probably a dollar online. (laughs) Oh, probably. Or if you can like download it to your PC and then like mod it to see if it has better graphics because oh, yeah. oh, get get some hd graphics up in that mm. oh fuck i'm oh boy, uh, oh, boy. Uh, honestly i remember playing the ps2 game of this movie yes that I, remember... I remember i remember doing that numerous times yes <laughs> i remember in middle school one of my teachers bringing it in because it was like the end of the year and we weren't doing nothing. So we were taking turns playing Lord of the Rings. Hell yeah. And uh, it was uh, Return of the King uh, on PlayStation. Yeah. And it was I don't, great. I don't think I played the other two that came after this game. I just, I know that I played that first one though. Yes. Because I remember the scene. It was the fucking, it was the stupid goddamn thing with the, with the tentacles. Um, the watcher <laughs> in the lake oh my god yeah oh my god that, lord of the ring lord We've of the ring lord of the rings conquest is 73 dollars on amazon i am what? so sorry Girl. oh my god I, I can only presume that that is because i don't know that's because they don't they don't make it anymore which is, probably well, not. yes man oh, we didn't dear. even like talk a lot about moria uh, that whole sequence is still it's a lot it's a lot i love I, it I it's it. yeah there was a f- a little factoid in the thing that said um the it was one of the f- the the way the 
the flubs and goofs system works on IMDb is that it's user submitted. Mm. Um, so like you might have two that are exactly the same. So when I say there are over a hundred, I'm I'm being a little vague there because I don't know how many of them are repeats. Yeah. Um, but also, I do know. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, but also I do know that like there is then a voting system on it too. It won't get rid of them. It'll just say like. One out of four people found this helpful, which I <laughs> I love that as a system for rating flubs. This is Just, helpful, yes. This is a helpful uh, It's like 67 out of 68 people found this valid and like a good question. <laughs> That's just a fun that's just a fun little way to, to go about them. But um there was one that was listed there that said like Surely Gimli would have known that something was up when this thing was locked and no one answered the door. Which, yes. like, like, I can see that, but I also completely see why he wouldn't. Well, let's think about the last time Gimli was to Moria, which was, yeah. you know, like, never. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess it's not like they got email, so... They ain't got no email. They got like I don't know birds and stuff, <laughs> and like wizards, just, like daily wizards. So it's fine because it was imagine a the Middle yeah. Earth email threads. <laughs> <laughs> I just who would who would be the one to say per my last email? I need to know that. That is my one. Thing that I is need such like a Saruman email. <laughs> That no, that is Saruman. That is Saruman. It is also Bilbo. That's real. <laughs> the shit he pulled at that birthday party. You know he's a per my last email asshole. He is. Oh, I love he it. insults literally everyone at his birthday party. Yes. Oh, and God, then yes. and then so in the books, basically fakes his death. Oh yeah, no, it, it's that. straight up faking his death. I loved that so much. And it's so oh, good. That's like, that was very good. Like, when people say... Who oh, uses, like... <laughs> when people say, like, which Lord of the Rings race are you, I always want to say, oh, no, I'm a dwarf. No, I'm an elf. I'm a hobbit. You're a hobbit. I'm such you a are. hobbit. <laughs> you are such a hobbit. Uh, Who would like have... The baggage brand of hobbit. <laughs> That's real. Who would have the email that just uses, like, 13 E's and say, hey, all the time. Jesus. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> I was like, I was immediately going to say, yeah, no, that's Pippin. That's Pippin. Who never replies to their emails? Aragorn. Aragorn. <laughs> yep. Correct. And Aragorn and Gimli. <laughs> Gimli. No, Gimli specifically sees a new email come in and immediately deletes it. <laughs> or he asks Pippin for help with his with setting up his PC. <laughs> oh, that's uh, true. He doesn't know how to set up his technology. <laughs> that is truly Gimli. That is that Gimli is Gimli. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. I love this movie. <laughs> this movie series is great. I mean, we're gonna get nitpicking next time, but that's because they cut out so much stuff and put in so much stuff that they didn't need to put in. 
Oh, I'm very excited. <sighs> so we, I, I'm presuming with this, we're not going to do the, uh, I actually want to posit that we don't for this do the, um, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Fan casting. Um, yeah, because we don't this do the is fan cast, but we want to <laughs> no, do. Ca- but but let's set do the parody. <laughs> parody the, casting. Oh, the the parody plot. Like what? Like this, but what else? Like blend Lord of the Rings fellowship with what? Like and <sighs> my genre is Jay and Silent Bob office crime or office crime. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like just an office crime. Mine. Fantasy film. I can Mine see it. Is Lord of the Rings, but shot in the fashion of like Parks and Rec. No. Oh. <laughs> no. To one up that. To one up that. Shot in the fashion of The Office, where we get the camera dead stares, okay? <laughs> especially like. Especially like Boromir, like through the Castle of Elrond. Just imagine looking in the office, like. And this guy stands up and he's saying he's king. Like, excuse me. Or, oh my god, oh my god, or do you, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia? Like, Hopefully, oh. hopefully we, our presence will go unnoticed. The fellowship's <laughs> presence goes noticed. <laughs> and they're just kind of <laughs> to Pippin. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I need this adaptation. This is so wait, wait, wait. wild. Wait, do we get a version of the Dayman song? <laughs> oh. oh. What I need for this is I need a sketch comedy group to put that together. Because... <laughs> Wait a minute. Why aren't we doing this? We just should. And you know what? Okay. Goals. We're doing it. I'll just write it down. Put it on a calendar. In, in the background of every shot, just Boromir's arrow-ridden corpse. Uh... <laughs> just 80 arrows in his torso. <laughs> <laughs> oh god have you, damn have you seen that um skyrim meme <laughs> where it's just an <laughs> with like a hundred arrows beneath it just this boromir <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh man oh, oh, oh my heart it is full well, <laughs> i really need can you imagine I, I think we should wrap this here so that we can continue this in the next one. Oh my god. Um, which, holy shit. Oh my god. Um, so, listeners, thank you guys so much for listening to us this week. Christine, you'll be back with us next week. Yeah, I will, baby. We're going through the full fucking trilogy together. That's how this is going. God damn it. That's how we're doing it. Oh, I'm gonna need some wine. Oh my god. I will bring a bottle of wine for the next one. I am excited. Um so <laughs> like a bottle, not a glass, a bottle. For do <laughs> one glass. No, no, no. A full bottle for this next one, y'all. You know what? That's real. Because I have some things to say about it. <laughs> oh, I am ready. So we hope you guys are having a a wildly okay time um <laughs> i would say good but also i know that 
quarantine still happening well when yep. this one was coming, so I was like i'm just hoping people are okay yeah. um, yes but what i can say and i know i already mentioned this but i today just put up the art for it the day that we are recording is the day that the art went up for our new logo um so <clears throat> Really pleased with it. Really pleased with our little mascot named Buffy because I have no common sense. Um, and of course, it named her Buffy. This is how the fuck. That's what are. That's what it's gonna be. It it, it is what it is. Anyway, um, the axolotl is adorable. Um, shout out to Ghosty JPEG, um, on Twitter for, uh, for making her. She's precious, and I love her. Um. And uh, yeah, so we're doing that little bit of that right there. There will be links to where people can get merch. That'll be on our website, wannabefilmbuffs.com, because, of course, that's what our website is. What else would it be? Um, <laughs> and um, I highly recommend getting a mug, because what's better than having quarantine coffee in a mug um, with 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 an axolotl on it um <laughs> but yeah by the time you are hearing this the merch the merch store is up and it'll it's awesome and you should get something <laughs> so yeah um we hope you guys are safe keep washing your hands you should have been washing your hands prior to this mm. but hopefully you keep that keep that up for the rest of time that doesn't end when quarantine ends honey we're keeping that up um, and uh be well do as much good work as you possibly can um stay safe out there don't forget about the orphans and turn up to see <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna keep adding things to this and it's gonna get so long <laughs> That ending will get very long. But turn up to some seal. That's, yes. Um, or, no, for this one, turn up to some Enya, because she was robbed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> An evening star. I love her, okay? Me too. Uh, turn up to some Enya. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Stay safe out there. Bye.